0: Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by Tell Me Studios for Aleph Insights In this series of podcasts we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making I'm Fraser McGrewer and I'm here with Chris Ragg and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights and this week we're discussing Inheritance So let's kick off with yourself Chris are you about to inherit a load of stuff?
1: Uh, well, I don't. I don't know is the answer. But um, uh, we got contacted. I don't know about uh, six months or so ago um, by a, an Austrian um, solicitor. Um, I have um, sort of distant relatives who who lived in uh, who are from Austria, um, and my dad's half cousin uh, died intestate um and they have very str- well they have very different um inheritance rules to us in in Austria where they are obliged to bequeath their estate in a particular order so they could they couldn't write relatives out of a, out of a will for example they they have to follow a set pattern to a certain extent uh and if they don't trace anyone it all goes to to the state but the state pays for it to be traced so i got i my mother in fact got contacted about the death of this pretty distant random relative uh is he is
2: he something like the the 17th duke of archenberg
1: well no no it's uh it was a it was a old lady who lived in Ah. uh in Linz. but um you know so we have first of all they try and trace the who who's actually in line to have this thing. And, and she, you know, she was without siblings and without children. Um, and so it turns out that we're in with a shout to be the, the, the closest relatives. But we have no idea what the value of the estate is. And in fact, the Austrian system involves at some point you get some sort of indication, but you have to make a call on whether or not to ex- accept uh this this inheritance which could be a liability um so so there's also that to be considered so it just got me thinking about um you know the nature of inheritance what's what's it all what's it all about really you know i mean we we most often think of it in terms of parents to children but um but this just got me questioning it from another another angle why do we why do we have inheritance what what are the implications of inheritance for for society
2: and why it's different i mean why it's treated legally as a whole thing on its own why it isn't just considered to be you know giving presents to people
1: yeah that's right Mm. and i think i think the kind of conclusion i started to think about in my mind is that actually um you know as i think as I, i have children now and as i think more about you know preparing them and making sure they're okay and setting setting them up you know this this notion that actually as you get towards the final parts of you know as you get to the second half of your life you start contemplating not your own material and societal position but the the incentive for doing things is actually about you know your um your children and, and and grandchildren so you know why do you need to increase your wealth from this position to to that position it's not going to do you that much good once you reach a a certain stage it's it's actually sort of you know trying to trying to give them an advantage so I, i i think there's a
2: there's a it's kind of puzzling the way that we think about inheritance because there's a lot of outrage about the idea of inheritance tax um which is really puzzling when you think about it, because, I mean, inheritance tax is tax on something you absolutely you haven't earned. It's tax on something that isn't yours. Um, Now, we might think, well, parents ought to be able to just give what they want to their kids. Um, But, you know, why shouldn't? Well, the question is, why shouldn't that just be taxed? Whereas whereas, you know, when it when it comes to income, which is our own the sweat of our own brows, we don't, but and I did at income tax. You know, we don't seem doesn't seem to bother us. But that's ours. Yeah. That, what's actually ours and is taxed doesn't bother us at all. But what isn't ours and gets taxed for some reason, people uh, get very outraged about. Um, you know, the idea of having to sell uh, an inverted commas the family home, um, you know, to pay for the inheritance tax seems to a lot of people to be. Uh, wrong, but I mean you know actually, why is that any different to you know not being able to afford a house in the first place because you paid income tax you know yeah. I, so i th-
1: I mean i think um, I think at the heart of it is you know th- this sort of thinking about what inheritance is, and uh you know the fact that inheritance tax is a tax on the donor, not the donor the donee or the you know the recipient of, of, of the inheritance. So it's that's you know, why people talk about it as being a death tax you know, a tax on a dying person. Well it's a tax, tax on the state. To isn't give it? This not, thing. I mean it
2: isn't re- it is an a it uh, is a tax on the recipient in the sense that, you know, it's sort of treated like uh, their income. You know, if you yeah. um but it's but I think it's a tax on the estate, isn't it? I mean it's not like that person who's just died is going to be particularly no, that's right. But also um, isn't it question of
0: me. well why should it go to the state though? Why should you know, yeah, but look,
2: if if I give you a million pounds, you know, you're going to be taxed on it like it's income. It shouldn't really I, be any different.
1: I think there's also this idea of, um, you, you know, you want to advantage your children as much as possible, but obviously over generations, you know, that's how you get an enshrined aristocracy, for example, because of the, you know, the propagation of, of wealth over over generations. and And inheritance tax is obviously one way of of resetting things it reminds me a bit of the um uh, the the lottery of babylon you know and this this idea that actually um there is a huge amount of chance to what you what you inherit both in terms of um actual actual material wealth but also those those intangibles like um you know social capital and uh, uh your your education and your your position and the wisdom your parents have given you and, and so on and so forth. Those are all things that you... affect. And, and you their in, looks. In and their looks, yes, yeah. quite. So you, you know, parents well, hand on.
0: Well, what about, Nick, sort of continuing on for what you said, let's say you've got a marvellous record for collection, a great vinyl collection and you want to pass that on to the children, um, to your children. Why, you know... I think, wouldn't it be a good idea if the state could have a little bit of that as well and just take some of your records? How well, do you they feel? do
2: effectively, don't they? Because the, sta- the the estate's valued, and so you're paying a portion of that value. So, I mean, yes, it uh, is more or less what happens. No, but um,
0: let's say that we actually, you know, 10% of the actual records physically get sent off to the government. How about that? But it's the equivalent, doesn't okay? it?
2: I mean, I it is the equivalent. I don't know what you're talking about. It's the equivalent. Well, I'm expecting equivalent.
0: you to... I don't think it is the equivalent, because let's say, you know, I'm no doubt you've Let's say you. you well, have yeah, I mean, got a great taste in music. Let's say
2: you those records got confiscated by the government, and you you know you bought them back at their value, which you could do. That's the exact same as just taxing someone for the money.
0: But what say? What's, what what if you couldn't buy them back? Um, well, what, but why would that be? The, I don't it doesn't see. matter why not. But I mean, <laughs> ninety. Not, you, your your children get to have ninety percent of your records. Yeah. Um, but ten percent of them they don't, um, and they can't buy them back um how do you feel about that does that does that seem okay i think the assumption that they can't buy them back is is the difficult bit here because that's the
2: that's i mean the the, the only circumstance under which confiscating the goods or confiscating a portion of the value of the goods aren't equivalent is if those things are literally irreplaceable okay right? so, that so, being so the what case, we're saying is what would would i like it if something that was irreplaceable was confiscated by the government no i don't think i would but <laughs> but, I, but i think that gets that question
1: does sort of get to the heart of the im the emotional nature of inheritance and why people get so irate about this notion of you're preventing me from from passing now obviously you know 10 pounds is is 10 pounds and you can't really attach much emotional value to that but but for some reason when it comes to bequeathing an estate people feel that is a a sort of their fundamental yeah particularly right. the house
2: i think you know yeah. that's the that's the trick is when when people you know have to uh have, have to sell the house to pay for the uh yeah. death duty well you know i mean is is the problem that we overvalue houses you know that we, we tend to sort of think of them as more important than they actually are yeah uh i mean i don't see why what sense you know um people have a, have a right to own yeah. their parents I suppose house. I suppose I mean, one
1: of the one of the great um uh sort of perceived inequities of of inheritance tax is that um say for example you are are middling uh in terms of um your your uh sort of wealth um you you probably have most of your capital tied up in a house which makes it very difficult to avoid inheritance tax if you are richer you are able to put it in assets that it is easier you know certain things um are not susceptible to um in, income uh inheritance tax and can can be avoided so i think that's you know that's one of the things that people sort of gripe at but those are all implementation issues really you know i mean um you know not a huge amount of um of income is generated for the government from income tax so it's it's less than inheritance one percent in income um, tax or inheritance, tax? Uh, in, in, inheritance sorry okay. an inheritance tax yes you know and in, in most that's the case in most sort of developed economies that it's a it's a fairly small small fraction and you know the argument's been made that well why would we um you know why why would we, why would we do this when it 's generating a, a small amount of money and I think the counter argument is it 's one way of redistributing wealth and ensuring a sort of equitable beginning to people 's uh, uh, lives and you know um, smoothing out privilege mm. uh, uh, effectively but um let's move this in a slightly different direction um
0: if we forget about the financial side of things for a moment what what would you like to bequeath to your um to your children or to your, or to your next of kin uh my stuff i think the, the there's an yeah, interesting so amongst your stuff what what do you oh hold i think dear? Uh, i don't
2: know the piano house um some books
1: i think increasingly some photos hmm you know things things that will be of interest you you know so take a record collection a a record collection may now not be owned by an individual in that they would have um you know they they would have a playlist that's owned by uh you know one of the, the companies that do live music streaming and so that ability to pass on things we may you know, because everything is delivered, uh, you know, using the hated phrase as a as a service, um, it it makes it much more difficult to own things which we've traditionally attached um, emotional you know value value to, like I- music collections or but bo- you know books being uh, sort of um, perhaps you know owned via a, via a Kindle, but but not actually you know have, having the rights yeah i think
2: to people are sort of just waking up to this the that you know we we sort of it, it, people are increasing it because it's very recently that we've had sort of digital media of sizable enough value for this to be a thing um but you know people are sort of realizing now that for example uh your the games that you bought on steam um are not actually owned by you you've got a license to use them while you're alive and Steam's Terms and Conditions... Um, clearly state that when you die, you know you can't, you cannot under any circumstances transfer your account to someone else. You can't, you can't give your Steam games to anyone. Likewise, iTunes has a similar thing with the music that you buy through iTunes. It's not you're only rent, you're effectively renting them for the duration of your life. Um, and I think people are so used to the idea of owning a thing, uh, a physical piece of media, and being able to give it, being able to give a CD or an LP to someone else. But actually, this is all this is really is the technology catching up. With what the law has always been, which is you don't own the uh, music. You know, when you buy a CD, you own that CD, you own the physical object. You don't own the music. You don't, for example, have the right to uh, make a copy of it and give copies of it to people. Um, and you know, really, all along, companies have wanted to see for people to see what they're doing as buying the right to listen to a piece of music. They're not buying that music and the fact that we've been able to hand a cd or an lp to someone else is um you know is is actually almost a bug as far as those uh you know the sort of media companies are concerned uh they'd rather that the that our physical media died with us um but it but it's i think this is a a sort of you know it's interesting we have to i think we have to there's certainly no there's nothing intrinsic in the concept of ownership that makes digital objects any different really to lots of other things that you can own so you can own you know you can own a intellectual property you can own a copyright you can pass these things on you know i know there's um you know a lot uh, so, uh you know there are people who kind of own the rights to happy birthday you know and still make money off it mm-hmm. um and uh, these things can be bought and sold and you know there's no reason i mean it you know steam if they could be bothered to change their terms and conditions and renegotiate with all of their you know the software companies um then they could change it so that you could pass those think those accounts on uh we we but you know we have to make a decision as a society the problem with doing that is it then becomes uh open to exploitation you know so it then becomes possible because it's very very easy for me to make a digital copy or just at the very least to hand over a password you know if i want to give you my lp collection you've got to come with a small van i mean in my case a very small van because i've got like two lps but i mean you get the idea uh if but but if but if you i want to give you my steam collection i just have to give you my password so it's just very um very very easy to to then exploit you know if you're able to transfer accounts between people you know you could just have 20 people sharing the same account yeah. and or me renting my account out to people
0: i think just to sort of say that i know the things that i'd like to pass on that i probably hold dearest uh i've got a lot of audio recordings of myself and my children reading stories to them and um often i record them surreptitiously um so i don't affect their behavior and i treasure those actually lost a load of those which is annoying um but um those are the things that i sort of would, would want them to be able to access in one form or another right hang on i've just thought who owns these podcasts i thought i did
2: hang on it's time to lawyer up chaps uh. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I
1: i think um this idea of uh digital ownership um is is really quite interesting when you start talking about when, when you start thinking about um where digital technology might be going and you know looking much further ahead and the uploading of facets of of people's personalities for example you know so not quite digital immortality but but you know you were talking about memories there handing on memories you know um and uh aspect you know it, it's not inconceivable that we're in a situation where that's augmented in some way and 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 there's this element of keeping a, a a person alive in some in some respect uh what does that then mean for inheritance you know if if there is some shred of a of a person existing do they do they lose do they lose ownership of of everything um and unfortunately
0: we'll have to finish on that question um which I think is an interesting one so we'll have to stop there we need to wrap up so uh thank you um as always for listening to the cognitive engineering podcast I'm Fraser McGregor we've been here with Nick Hare and Chris Rag of aleph Insights until next time bye bye